The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. This non-commercial program is for educational purposes only. Previously on Unboxed, the Harmonium in India. So the origin of the harmonium uh, is absolutely fascinating. In 1842, a French inventor and instrument maker named Alexander Debain comes up with his own version of the free reed organ but even more cleverly he patents the name that he's given to the free reed organ and he's called his own free reed organ the harmonium the next watershed moment in the life of the harmonium in India occurs with the reinvention of the harmonium by the Bengali instrument maker Dwarkanath Ghosh in the 1880s people are gravitating towards the harmonium and harmonium is entering newer and newer musical contexts cutting across class caste gender spectrum of the indian society you're listening to aap sun rahe hain sun raha tha nangla kekunada kyu kelta idira radio radio azim prem ji university Unboxed the Harmonium in India with Sharmadeep Basu Episode 2 By the 1910s the harmonium had managed to graft itself into those genres of music at that time were being actively fashioned and presented to the world as India's own classical music its great civilizational achievement in the musical domain that is the music of the hindustani and the carnatic traditions traditions that had a weight of uh, written corpus behind them of music theory and practice uh, that were recorded in history and were traditionally patronized by the elite sections of the indian society Music historians usually claim that the introduction of the harmonium in the Carnatic musical world occurred in 1902 when the Mysore court of Krishna Raja Wadhir IV hosted a Parsi theatre troupe as a part of his coronation celebrations. And it was he, impressed by this new instrument that the Parsis had with them, uh, became taken up with the harmonium. Nanji and Manji two musicians who were both patronized by uh, the Wodeyar king are names that come up as the first bona fide harmoniumists in southern india some other doyens of carnatic music like hs dikshitar would also deploy the harmonium in their concerts however the instrument never really caught on in the carnatic classical musical scene certainly not to the extent that it did in its north indian counterpart where by the 1910s as i mentioned it was finding enthusiastic acceptance as an accompaniment for khayal and thumri vocal music so for example vocalists like gohar jahan the first recorded musical artist in india and her friend malka jahan both were by this point were using harmonium accompaniment for their performances as was say ustad mojuddin Uh, a famous and a relative recluse hindustani vocalist of his era uh, amongst many others
And it is out of this ethos that emerged the first generation of Indian classical musicians who also became famous as harmoniumists in their own right. Couple of them, Bhayaji Ganpatrao and Govind Rao Tembe, I've already mentioned, but there were others too, like Shamlal Khatri, Bashir Khan. They all acquired a name as harmonium virtuosos who could keep up with the vocalists, who set the standards for Hindustani musical excellence. Precisely around this time, when the harmonium had breached the Hindustani and the Carnatic musical fortresses, we also find the first vehement articulations against the harmonium being voiced. The first early salvo against the harmonium comes from Ananda Kentish Kumaraswamy, soon to be famous art critic and philosopher. Kumaraswamy, whose ideas on Indian art would subsequently have a huge influence on Gandhi's uh, aesthetic outlook, uh, as well as many other Indian nationalists, published an anthology of articles in a 1909 volume under the title Essays in National Idealism. Now, written during the high tide of the Swadeshi movement, in the book, Kumaraswamy lashed out against the harmonium as a symptom of a series of ills in contemporary Indian society, especially amongst the educated Indian classes. For him, the instrument harmonium was representative of a slavish trend of westernization that we saw in these educated classes that he was berating against, of how musical tastes of Indians had fallen from their glorious musical heritage of the past, and how it was, of course, corrupting the Indians' musical year. Not only that, but interestingly, he also saw the harmonium as a threat to Swadeshi Indian industry and manufacture. After Kumaraswamy's diatribe, others step into the harmonium debate as well. Whether the instrument was suited to India or not, not just musically, but importantly, also morally and politically. A series of interventions over the harmonium followed in the public sphere of late colonial India, such as the debate in the nationalist magazine The Dawn from 1910-11. Uh, in 1913, there was a book published by a Britisher called Ernest Clements that was written with inputs from K.C. Deval, who was a Maharashtrian revenue official, under the title Introduction to the Study of Indian Music, where he raised certain specific musicological objections against the use of harmonium in Indian music, especially focusing on the fact that the harmonium cannot accommodate Shrutis, which is the theoretical as well as practical fundament of Indian classical music. But the point to be noted over here, the musicological critique against the harmonium that was coming out was largely addressed to the classical musical domain. These people were not so much concerned with the proliferation of the harmonium in folk and devotional musical contexts. By the time it's the 1920s, we have the major nationalist figures also voicing their opinion on the harmonium. So Gandhi would pitch in in 1920 by saying that he found the, the sound of the harmonium to be execrable. And Nehru wrote in his 1936 autobiography, I live in hope that one of the earliest acts of the Swaraj government will be to ban this awful instrument. But Nehru didn't have to wait until 
the Swaraj or the political independence actually happened because there were influential Britishers who also shared this particular opinion, who were not musicologists by training. So you have John Folds, who was the director of the All India Radio at that time, the most potent and the most powerful instrument of mass communication of the era, who wrote an article saying that the harmonium was un-Indian and it is he who coined this term harmonium as harm omnium, right? And then that term subsequently circulated and was recycled by others as well. In 1940, his subordinate, Lionel Fielding, who was the controller of All India Radio, passed a circular banning the harmonium from the airwaves. And the ban was total. The publicly debated opposition to the harmonium was largely addressed, as I mentioned, to the classical domain. But when it came to the radio, they did not make a distinction between classical music or folk music. They applied it indiscriminately, regardless of the musical context. The ban was also consequential in other ways. As India's official broadcaster, All India Radio was also the biggest paymaster for practicing musicians. Banning of the harmonium, which means affected harmoniumists greatly because one source of income simply disappeared. This loss of paid professional opportunities did not sit well with them. So in symbolic protests, they brought out uh, this funeral procession carrying a harmonium on their shoulders and they buried it with great noise and pomp. And the politics of this burial thing, this funeral of the harmonium, wasn't so great in hindsight because it was playing on the supposed ban of music that Aurangzeb had undertaken during his rule. And uh, in protest, the musicians of Aurangzeb's time also apparently took out this funeral where they buried you know, their respective musical instruments. What is absolutely fascinating is that the ban on the harmonium survived India's political independence from Britain. In fact, it was ratified in 1952 by B.V. Keskar, the first union minister of information and broadcasting, who also, along with the harmonium, banned film music and cricket commentary. But there was a workaround to the ban. Because such was the opposition to the banning of film music that in 1957, AIR reinstated film music under its Vivid Bharati programming. Manas Bhavan Me Arijan Jiski Utare Arati Bhagavan Bharat Varshme Gunje Hamari Bharati. Vivid Bharati. So, a radio listener from 1957 onwards, despite the formal ban on harmonium remaining in place, could nevertheless hear the sound of the harmonium through film music, where it featured quite prominently. Right? So, harmonium found its way into the radio through the back door, riding on film music. But, despite this huge institutional and individual opposition that the harmonium faced from very powerful quarters, it nonetheless continued to spread on the musical ground. Indian society did not care much for these reservations that these important players, uh, like the All India Radio, like great figures of international movement, had against the harmonium. 
Um, petitions were made constantly to the All India Radio to reinstate the harmonium. And finally, taking cognizance of this ground reality, AIR in 1971 conducted a seminar with key musicians in attendance where the issue of the harmonium ban was vociferously debated. At the end of the day, after the seminar, it seemed that the majority uh, agreed that the harmonium should be reinstated and the harmonium ban was subsequently lifted both for solo and accompanying use. But in 1974, the All India Radio tracked back and reintroduced the ban, but this time specifically on solo performance of the harmonium and letting it continue as an accompanying instrument. And this particular ban proved to be more resilient than the original ban on the harmonium. It remained in place until 2018, when on the 1st of April, it wasn't an April Fool's joke, it really happened, when on the 1st of April, quite a well-known harmoniumist from our own time, Ravindra Katoti, was invited to play a Hindustani classical solo on air after 44 years. अब आप सुनेंगे डॉक्टर रविंद्र गुरुराज कातोटे का हारमोनियम वादन कई सालों के बाद इस कार्यक्रम में आप यह हारमोनियम वादन सुन रहे हैं डॉक्टर रविंद्र जी कातोटे प्रस्तुत कर रहे हैं राग बिहाग विलंबित एक ताल और द्रुत तीन ताल So in the latter third of the 20th century, so thoroughly does the harmonium get assimilated into the Indian musical landscape that the question of its origin becomes really a non-question. Nobody is bothered whether the harmonium is an Indian instrument or not because as far as people are concerned, it is one. But there is one context where this question and the identity of the instrument becomes salient and that is in the Indian diaspora where the harmonium and the hand harmonium, the object of uh, Dwarkanath Ghosh's genius, which he launched into the market in 1887, becomes a marker of Indian identity from the Fiji to the Caribbean, from Kenya to England. Uh, so you have uh, Bidesia music that the Fiji Girmitias sing, uh, employ the harmonium very prominently. The chutney music, uh, which the Indian diaspora in Trinidad and Tobago and in the other parts of the Caribbean kind of invent, employs the harmonium very prominently as well. But in the popular musical consciousness of uh, the last 20-30 years, perhaps the harmonium has been made most famous uh, by this movement that came out of England. Uh, called the Asian Underground. And bands like Corner Shop, Asian Dub Foundation, again, use the harmonium uh, very centrally in a lot of their songs. 
We think of it as a thoroughly Indian instrument, but it's actually fundamentally foreign if you look at it from a musicological perspective, because keyboard instruments are alien to the Indian musical landscape. In India's entire pre-colonial history, you do not have a single keyboard instrument. Keyboard instruments come to India only through colonialism and therefore it is fundamentally a foreign implant. But India also has a long history of assimilating different influences from different parts of the world. Harmonium is a part of that collective history. And that concludes our set of Unboxed, the Harmonium in India. I am Akshay Ramuhalli and I work on sound at Radio Azim Premji University. We have a lot of great stuff happening on our radio. You should totally check it out. Happy listening! You're listening. 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 You're listening.